And I once had a yoga teacher share this idea with me that when foundations, the foundation isn't strong enough, like things fall apart for a reason. And it's so that you can rebuild like a system or a community or a business plan or whatever that is in alignment and strong enough to keep going forward. Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind, and your path. So this is another really exciting episode because once again, we have an amazing woman here joining us today and I'm very excited to intro you all to her. I had the pleasure of meeting Emily for the first time actually over social media when I was looking into hiring a photographer to get some professional photos done for this podcast and wanting to put a website together and also just trying to promote my services on social media and stuff like that. And thank goodness I came across Emily because she has been so fabulous to work with. We'll get more into her work in a minute, but I do just have to express how comfortable you made me feel through the whole process of working with a photographer. I can be a little bit awkward sometimes. So I felt like that was a major win that we were able to do. We did like a, was it like a six hour shoot? I think for our first shoot. It was definitely a full day of shooting, I would say. Yeah, (laughs) we were able to get through that six hours and I felt very comfortable and I felt like you really expressed my personality in those photos and it was just really an enjoyable experience. So I wanted to lead with that. But without further ado, let me give a little bit more of an official official intro for Emily. Okay, so Emily Burrs is a brand photographer based out of San Francisco If you check out her social media pages, you will also find she is an educator for other people wanting to break into the photography business or even just start their own business because that is what she did. Emily prides herself on empowering photography experiences for embodied entrepreneurs who are ready to take up space online. So hi, Emily. Officially, welcome to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just chat all the things, entrepreneurship and creativity. We are really excited. I was I was pumped when I reached out to you and I feel like within the day you got back to me and said you were in and I'm just really excited to even myself, but also for my listeners, hear more about your journey and how you started your own business, what like really motivated you to do that. Yeah. And just all about what it's like to, to be doing that. So first of all, I did, are you in San Francisco right now? I am currently in San Francisco. I am in a neighborhood called the outer Richmond. So it's very foggy, but it's the more chill part of the city. So it's, it's nice to be here. Yeah. I love San Francisco. I've obviously never lived there. I grew up outside of Sacramento. So we always would go over there for, you know, a day or two and walk around the city. And Cor and I actually have taken a couple day trips to San Francisco recently to go to a Warriors game. And then we've, you know, just spent the whole day being tourists. But I really, I really love that city. It's pretty awesome. But I wanted you to tell the listeners a little bit about the story of how you kind of manifested Bend and are spending more time in Bend. To all my listeners, that's where I live, Bend, Oregon. And obviously, Emily, like we've just talked about, is located in San Francisco, but she came up to Bend to do our photo shoot, and that worked out for a few different reasons. But yeah, I kind of wanted you to just share that story. 
I'm so glad you asked because this is one of my favorite stories. Honestly, the very first time I had ever heard of Bend was through my college roommate that I met at University of Arizona. And she told me about this little town in Oregon and I didn't really pay much attention to it. I just figured I'd never be there because she made it seem like such a small town. And years and years later, we reconnected and I went to visit her um, after a breakup actually. And I just fell in love. It was the summertime. So we floated the river. We went to some nearby lake. I was just obsessed. And I said to her that I couldn't really imagine being there as a single woman, but I was going to find a husband in California and then convince him to move there with me. And a couple months later, I went on dating apps and one of the first men that I connected with told me that he was on his way to a summer vacation in Bend. And I was like, what the heck? I love Bend. And he was like, no way. Most people haven't even really heard of it. So that was pretty much the first point we connected on. And he has a house in Bend and we're still together. And now it is just like our little happy place that we retreat to when we want to get out of the city. So it really was like a full-blown manifestation, and I'm very proud of that. It's so awesome, and it's it worked out so well for me because then, you know, obviously you're wanting to take trips up here, and I know you have at least one other client in Bend currently too, Jenny. Is it just us two right now, or do you have other clients up here as well? Yeah, it's just you two right now, but I've been in communication with other women, which is so cool. And even just the fact that you found me on social media, like, I I trust that we would have found each other eventually through the wellness world and just the small community of Bend. But yeah, I'm looking to build that community. When are you going to move up here officially full time? (laughs) Girl, that's a great question. And hopefully in the next two years, but I don't know for sure. I know when we were doing our shoot, you mentioned maybe like the next thing you were going to manifest, which was to potentially like rent out a studio here in Bend or even get like a second rental property and make it into a place that you could do photo shoots. I I think that would be so awesome. Yeah, I really love when people create beautiful Airbnbs or beautiful spaces that you can create in or stay in or bring people together. Like I just value community and creativity so much that, yeah, that would be a huge goal to open up a beautiful space in Bend that I could take clients to. It would be amazing. Yeah. And I think we talked about this during our shoot as well, but I feel like it would be so successful here because I, from what I know, Bend seems to be a place where there is a ton of entrepreneurship and a lot of people who are, you know, their own bosses and have created their own business and a lot of cool businesses too. Obviously there's like all the breweries in town and then there's tons of like outdoor companies and dog companies and things like that, that I think it'd be really fun to work with. I agree. And I am pretty much open to anything. So, you know, I've even told my partner that I'd be willing to switch over to weddings and babies and elopements if that's what it takes. So we shall see. Oh my gosh. There's so many weddings here. And what, I mean, actually Cor and I got married in Sun River, which is just 15 minutes down the road. So we were part of that as well. But what I didn't realize before moving here actually is the amount of bachelor and bachelorette parties that are that are here all summer long it seems to be like the place to come but let's get a little bit more into your current business so is your main 
business right now is your photography photography business, correct? Yeah. So I definitely dabbled in many career paths and basically my big one of many 2020 awakenings was that I wanted to go full time into brand photography specifically. So yes, that is my full time work is being a brand photographer. Okay. And 2020 was when you started and branched out on your own. And what were you doing before that? Yeah, so I actually went to college to become a pharmacist. So I come from a long line of scientists and doctors, and I did what I thought I needed and was supposed to do, which was be in the medical field. So I also knew from a very young age that I wanted to help others, but I couldn't really stand blood, guts, any of that type of stuff. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I figured pharmacy was safe enough. I could do that. There's a little bit of this like people aspect to it, but I ultimately had so much anxiety and stress in that path that I realized it wasn't in alignment with my core values. And so I went on to work for Lululemon in Santa Monica and their culture really set me up to explore my core values, create a vision for myself, create goals for myself. And I mean, without, you know, really going full blown all into every single avenue, I ultimately from that job learned about this creative side I had, as well as bringing people together. I was also introduced to yoga. So I became a yoga teacher. I was also constantly acknowledged for social media. So I went on to do social media for Lululemon and Athleta. And all throughout that time, I had a camera in my hands, and I just never really believed that I could do that solely without other income coming in. And so through a lot of trial and error, I, when 2020 hit, I actually lost my social media jobs. That was like a furlough. And then with yoga, I really didn't have interest in teaching it on Zoom. I really loved the in-person aspect, so I just let it all rest I collected my unemployment and then I just had my kind of come to Jesus that I wanted to go all in with photography. So those were kind of all of my avenues leading me to that moment. It's so interesting how obviously the pandemic was terrible in many ways. People lost their lives, family members, you know, I mean, just terrible, not not a good situation. But how many people I have talked to who you know, because of that and because of just the drastic change in lifestyle and and even being furloughed or let go in situations like that, which wouldn't, isn't normally the case, push them into some other avenue that they're now loving. And it's like, well, this was my passion and I'm not sure I ever actually would have gotten into it without that experience. I, it's, that, that's just always been an interesting concept to me, how something can be kind of so terrible, but then it does open up doors in a different direction that would it wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I love that. And I once had a yoga teacher share this idea with me that when foundations, the foundation isn't strong enough, like things fall apart for a reason. And it's so that you can rebuild like a system or a community or a business plan or whatever that is in alignment and strong enough to keep going forward. So I totally agree with you. And I just picture that I'm like, So many systems fell apart in that time. And I really believe it was that we could rebuild for a better future. 
Let's go back to your parents, or you actually didn't mention your parents, but you mentioned your family and how you had gone to school for to be a pharmacist and how there's this line of scientists in your family. So I'm just curious if you're okay with me asking, like, how did your parents feel about you kind of taking a different route and not pursuing that and, and now being a little being a lot more in the uh, creative space? Yeah, no, I feel like your <laughs> intuition to say parents without me saying it is spot on because of course, just like anyone else, they played a huge role in this path, whether they would like to believe that or not. And yeah, you know, I think that what I've learned is that our parents are all just doing their best and they see something in us and they encourage us to go certain paths. And that's definitely what happened. And I remember, so my dad specifically is the scientist and my mom is what I like to call the hippie of the family or the free spirit or the creative. And I kind of became this child where I was perfectly blended. So I have both sides of me from them. And when I was breaking down over pharmacy and just like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't even know if I'm made for this. My mom was like, you need to breathe. You need to move to the ocean and you need to learn how to do yoga. And I was just like, what? That is like not the path, like what the heck? And I actually trusted her on that. And I got to that point where I was working for Lululemon. I was living by the ocean. I was doing yoga. I was living my best damn life. And really in that space, I was able to realize and understand that I can help people in another way. And for me at that time, I was like, it's going to be yoga and it's going to be photography. And I don't really know what that even means, but I'm feeling called to those two things. So when I broke the news to my family, my mom was already seeing it coming, but my dad was definitely like stressing because being a creative and being an entrepreneur means you're living in uncertainty. You're living without the security of a 401k and health insurance. And you're, you don't know what type of money you're going to make. So my dad was definitely very nervous and I'm proud to say that he is now along for the ride and very proud, but he was, he was nervous. Do your parents live there in San Francisco as well? So they live in the suburbs. So they live about 30 miles inland in the East Bay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to love parents, you know, and you, you talked about the advice that your, your mom gave you, but then also this nervousness from your dad you know I don't know the details but how how much that was coming across in words or not but I'm sure you could feel it I'm, I'm sure you could sense it you know but how as adults we love our parents and a lot of times we we want our parents to be supportive of what we're doing we want to take their advice and a lot of the times parents do have advice to to give out but how when we become adults you know we have to decide okay is this advice do I want to take this advice or not? As kids, we take all of our parents' advice for the most part, right? And then as, as adults, they're going to continue to give it. And it's like, okay, is this a piece of advice I want to take? Or is it something that I have to move through and decide I'm going to kind of go on my own path? And it sounded like that, that advice that your mom gave you really almost set you up for the path that you're on now, which is kind of cool. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if they were both quote unquote against the idea of me doing my own thing, that probably would have been a lot harder and would have thrown me even more for a loop. But knowing that my mom could like see 
what I saw, and if not more, she, I feel like, you know, it really takes that one person to see potential in you. So then it was just kind of like, how am I going to break the news to dad? But like I said, he's come around and he, you know, parents are always going to give advice, I think, and just always be parents. So yeah, to your point, as an adult, you just choose like, does this resonate? Or do I just let them be a parent and do, you know, go the other way? Exactly. Exactly. And you talked about how being an entrepreneur, starting your own business, being a woman in business, there's a lot of uncertainty. And there with the financial piece of things, like how am I going to pay for rent? How am I, how am I going to buy my food? There's just a ton of uncertainty in the in the path forward. And so, you know, it sounds like you, in a way, almost started from scratch with this business in 2020. And here we are almost or only at the beginning of 2023. And it seems like things are going great. And, I, and I'm sure you have your challenges on a day-to-day basis and everything, but I want you to kind of talk us through what that process has looked like for you. And I know there's probably a lot, so summarize as you want, but you know, what was it like to start your own business and what were some of the first steps that you took and, and maybe even some of the first pretty big challenges that you ran into? Yeah, that's such an awesome question. And I, the the idea that comes to mind whenever I'm sharing my story with anyone is quite literally a roller coaster. It's like when you're a kid or even an adult, I don't do roller coasters in real life anymore. But like, as a kid, I can remember there's like excitement and there's fear. There's like terror. And you're like standing in line and you're so nervous, but you're so happy. And then like, it's your turn and you're so excited, but you also might get sick. And it's like, you experience so many emotions and then the ride takes off and then it's done. And it's like so many emotions and nothing is, I mean, okay, I'm just getting all philosophical here, but basically I knew that I wanted to do this. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that like little voice in your head, whatever you want to call that, whether it's intuition or this little voice in your head or your calling. I knew that I wanted to do it, but at times I would get really stuck on the how am I going to do this? I think that I was provided with a really safe space to explore it because I moved home to my parents after living in L.A., And so I will say there is that because obviously when you're starting out with your own business, you have to be mindful of financials. And as I mentioned previously, I was working multiple jobs too. So I, to start my advice to any entrepreneur is like you, it's a lot of risk taking. And if you imagine a boat and a dock, sometimes the boat is far out and you need to get yourself close enough to the dock where you can safely land. So it's like, I'm never going to tell someone quit their nine to five and jump into entrepreneurship. It's like, you want to feel safe and set up enough to do this. So that's kind of the first place that I have to start is that I was in a safe space to explore this. I will say it was a lot of trial and error. With photography, you're exploring all different types of photography, whether it's weddings or babies or real estate or travel. And for me, it was yoga. And that's really where I started was this fitness and yoga wellness world. And it it's truly been a roller coaster. There are so many highs, there are so many lows, you're dealing with so many emotions, 
you're working by yourself. So you don't have a whole team like you would to share ideas with and talk things out loud and get feedback, whether it's positive or constructive. It's just you and yourself until you maybe expand or build a team. So I think that what I will share is that the 2020 moment helped me realize that I was ready to put all of my attention, energy, and resources into photography. And I think that in that short period of time, 2020 to 2023, because I took that leap and put all my resources in, I truly feel that I have been like, it has come back to me. And to just to get a little spiritual, I feel like the universe rewarded me in that way of making a choice to go all in. So that's how I would answer that. Yeah, I mean, is there anything more specific I could share? No, that's great. And I think you hit on something towards the beginning of that, that is so important. And some, you know, with my podcast and to my followers, I talk a lot about how we all have the ability to make the changes that we want to make in our life. And that can look very different for different people. Like some people want to change their health and better their health and focus more on getting in a consistent workout routine or nutrition. Some people want to change their career or maybe even it is something about their relationships, right? There's tons of different avenues. And obviously we're talking here about your career, but something that I also like to make sure that I'm clear about is when we want to make those changes, those changes are not going to happen overnight, period. I mean, most of the time, maybe there's like 1% of the time where that is possible and someone becomes a millionaire overnight or someone has to make a change for even like safety reasons very quickly. But for the most part, these changes that we want to make take a lot of time and there is a ton of emotions that go into it, highs and lows. And there's steps like you talked about how you were like, I'm, I'm going to do this. You got your foot in the door, but you said, I need to move home, right? Because financially that's going to put me in a more secure place, which then emotionally probably puts you in a little bit of a better place because you felt a bit more secure while you were starting to pursue this dream versus potentially having a $3,000 mortgage that you were like, how am I going to pay that off plus food plus whatever, while also making potentially no money as I'm starting up this business. So there are I'm not saying moving home with your parents is a sacrifice, but sometimes (laughs) there are sacrifices that need to be made. And so I think that's like a really important point that number one, it's not going to be easy. Sacrifices need to be made. And there are a lot of steps along the way to, to get to potentially even close to where you're trying to go. Yeah. I'm so glad you honed in on that because that is a really important part of this. And, you know, as I mentioned, like I have been doing this, technically since 2017. So this is year six for me. And it really does take time. And what I say to all of my, you know, photographers that I'm mentoring or helping along the way is like, don't quit. Just whatever you do, don't quit if you really are taking this seriously, because there are going to be so many moments that test you. And, you know, imposter syndrome creeps up and doubts and fears and the uncertainty and the lack of security. And that trial and error piece is really important too, because you have to just keep putting in the effort, trying things and seeing what sticks. And yeah, it it definitely takes time to get really clear on, you know, what you're doing and how. 
I love that roller coaster analogy that you gave as well, because I, I feel like that's so real. It's something that I deal with all the time, as well as imposter syndrome. I can't tell you how many days the little voice inside my head starts talking and it's like, what are you doing? Do you even know what you're talking about? Is anyone listening? <laughs> I mean, like every negative thing probably possible that could go through my head does. And then there's other days where I'm like, oh, maybe this is good. Oh, like there are people listening. I am making an impact. And just understanding, and I'm sure you maybe went through this too, but like at the beginning, especially, there's going to be that roller coaster of emotions and there's going to be those moments of doubt. And, and that's just kind of part of it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I am a big feeler. I am sensitive and emotional and I feel all the feels. And one time I had a mentor say to me, to distinguish intuition versus fear. So she described it as intuition being this like calm knowingness. So that little voice that like lived in me that said, you can do this, you're a photographer, go all in. That was my intuition. Fear is much more emotional and kind of panicky and like I might sweat, I might cry, like it's very reactive. And fear is just trying to keep me safe. So it's like, you know, the financial piece, the security piece, that's just the fear being like, you know, you should probably just get a nine to five. Like you'd be better suited at that. Whereas the intuition is like, no girl, you have a vision, you have a plan, you're capable, you can do this, go. So when it comes to the emotions and the highs and lows, I do always come back to that of like, what what's acting up right now? Is it my intuition telling me like, this is a bad idea? Or is it fear trying to just keep me safe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to dig too much into that. But I think that relates to I talk a lot about having a promotion focus versus a prevent prevention focus and a prevention focus would be we're, and we're going to have both to be clear, but a prevention focus is more focused on safety, responsibility, you know, things like making sure we have a roof over our head, our family has food, all that sort of stuff versus a promotion focuses more on growth, advancement, you know, our hopes and our dreams and all of that. And, and making sure that the majority of our time as best as we can is more, or, or actually our actions are more focused on that promotion side versus the prevention side leads to a lot more success in the end. So I wanted to dig into though, you brought up at one point how it was a little bit difficult to figure out what your niche was going to be because with photography there's a ton of different directions that that you can go and so when did that happen for you like when did you decide I'm going to be a brand photographer for entrepreneurs and and why did you decide to go that route yeah so with that I think any photographer will go through this maybe I'm wrong but there's definitely a time where you're just going to shoot everything. And that's what I did when I first got started. Because also, again, not to keep bringing in the money piece, but like, that's what happens when you start to monetize your passions. It's like, there's this very real aspect that makes it work. And so I tried everything from newborns, to families, to weddings, to real estate, as in, like the architecture and, and interior design of homes. I tried everything. And I found that when I was shooting yoga instructors, I just get this really buzzy feeling, almost like I like to say a lightning bolt hit me or just like this electricity was flowing through me. I was almost shaking because I just felt like 
this was so right and so magical. A lot of photographers will use that word, but that is just the best word for it. And I found myself being so present and really like I was truly so connected to my higher self. So I was like, I'm going to follow this. I was also going through yoga teacher training. So it was just a very organic process of, you know, shooting yoga teachers and yoga studios. And in that community, they, it was all word of mouth when I first started in business. It wasn't even Instagram. I hardly even posted. It was all word of mouth. And I would still try things, but I would feel drained after I photographed a wedding or I'd feel kind of anxious after I photographed a newborn baby. And I, again, during 2020, I just gained so much clarity in that downtime and having no work and essentially doing nothing that when I was looking back on all of my work and reflecting, I was like, what are the clients that light me up the most? And there was this pattern of working with women and it didn't necessarily have to just be yoga teachers, but we shared core values. And so I started just dreaming up clients who shared the same core values. And I found in 2021 that I was just attracting them in. So through social media, through the imagery that I was showcasing and my messaging and everything, I just kept attracting in. And it, it really felt like this is true alignment for me. Everything flows. The clients and I flow. We're going out for six hours at a time and I'm not nervous socially or anything. Like I can connect to these women. I know what to talk about and I feel comfortable guiding them. So the more and more I put that out there, the more and more I showcase these photos, the more and more it came in. And I really just found this missed opportunity for women showing up online that they could, they could also get help getting clearer and more confident, not only showing up online and in front of the camera, but with their branding. So yeah, once I like that, that whole thing clicked for me, I just started putting it out there and I started attracting it back in. I see that so much in your photography as well, obviously from my shoot, but then, you know, seeing all the other shoots that you do, it, it just feels like everyone that you shoot has so much confidence and there's like a boldness to it. And I know you love that. We talked about that a lot on my shoot, but it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see those women, you know, I'm sure they all have their insecurities too, but from a shoot standpoint to be able to embody um, that very confident and, and bold look for their for their business. I wanted to ask, what was your least favorite type of photography? Oh gosh. I, you know, like, I really hope I don't offend anyone. If anyone is listening, (laughs) I would say newborns, like when they're first, I mean, and I'm not a mom. So maybe one day I'll be like, Oh, I understand now. But newborns like really stress me out because you just have no control whatsoever. You can't tell them to smile like they can't hold their heads up. So that really stressed me out. But I also had this real estate. (laughs) I had this real estate shoot one time and I had no idea what I was doing. I just grabbed a tripod from a friend. I grabbed a flash and I just went in there. I acted very confident. The photos were absolute trash. They were so unhappy. And luckily, I was 
contracted through a different company. So that company essentially had to handle the client and not me. But I kindly told the company I was not going to work for them anymore. So that was my worst one for sure. And and that feeling is, is hard, right? When you do something and you do, to some extent, fail, right? And then it's like, okay, am I just not a good photographer? Or is it like just this, like you were saying before, this isn't what I even really want to be doing. This isn't what lights me up. And so, yeah, of course it's, I'm not going to have the best final product because I'm not able to really put like my heart and soul into it. But that kind of gets me into the next, my next question. And maybe that's one of the answers, but like what has been some of the biggest challenges, especially even over the last couple years, like you got off the ground you started building up your name and, and your brand. But even then, like, what are some of your everyday challenges and, and maybe even some of your biggest challenges as well? Yeah. So I will say, you know, figuring out if I was even going to be able to make a living as a photographer, figuring out what kind of photography that doesn't even feel like a challenge compared to now, you know, running a full blown business. And I think what I would say There's a couple different ones. I think one thing that I have learned is that, and I don't know, this might be applicable to all entrepreneurs and freelancers, but one of the biggest things is creating boundaries and also setting really clear expectations. So it took me a long time. Like I would get clients who'd be unhappy with the outcome or they'd be frustrated with the process or it wasn't enough time or you know, X, Y, Z would happen, or maybe they would reschedule all the time. And then it stressed me out. So it got in 2020, I got really clear that I needed to set boundaries and set really clear expectations. So, you know, from working with me, I have a very clear process and I take it step by step, but I send a lot of expectations via emails. I set clear boundaries by saying I'd like to communicate via email. And that took me a long time to figure out and to kind of like go off of that, figuring out a contract also was a challenge and so imperative for my business because when things do come up, it's really important to reference that contract of like, we we have this in writing, we talked about this or, you know, like this was there for you. So that was another one and Figuring out a payment system was another one. Figuring out my prices. But I think what I'm currently working through is I think I'm at a point in a business where I need to call someone in to help me. Um, And I letting go of that control and delegating work onto someone else is so scary to me. I know this is very common for a lot of people. But I am ready to call that in because the challenge I'm experiencing is It's all me right now. I'm a one woman show. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Like, you don't realize that when you sign up to be a photographer, you're also signing up to be the financial planner and the marketing girl and the, you know, HR person and personal development guru. Like, you just don't realize that there's all these hats you're going to wear. So I've been struggling a little bit with working by myself and home alone and just having a lot of work to to balance all by myself. So that's what I'm currently going through. I understand that. And, you know, I'm very much still on the ground level of building what I'm trying to build over here. But all those little things totally add up. And it's like, 
you know, even on a Sunday where I would normally have a Sunday to be able to relax a lot of the time. It's like if I open up my computer, I could be on my computer for five hours on a Sunday just doing a bunch of little things that feel almost impossible to get through during the week. So I totally understand that. Gotta love Sunday scaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk to me a little bit about what you do love about your job and also, you know, tell our listeners what type of clients that you like to work with, that you tend to work with, and where do you guys do your shoots? To start with the type of client I love to work with, I definitely specialize in working with women who own their own business, small business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, coaches, and there is something so, so special about working with women who are also in that same place of like taking the leap, doing it all on their own and stepping out and into their power and saying like, I'm ready to be seen. Like, here are my gifts. Here are my talents. This is what I'm offering. It's so, so special. And I say this a lot, but it just feels like such an honor to be able to even be a part of the journey and to be the one that's like capturing this moment in time. I don't take it lightly. It's like very sacred for me. So yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I do like to make sure that whoever I'm working with, it is a good fit. We are aligned. Even if that's just our core values, it's okay if you're a realtor or a dentist or a coach or a psychic. I just want to make sure we're kind of on the same page and, and have a good understanding of one another. Because as you know, we are spending time together and it can be a vulnerable experience and an intimate experience just in the sense of like, you know, we're, we're going to be together and I've got my eyes on you. So I do make sure it's a good fit. I love that I get to tap into my creativity. I love that I get to create my own schedule and my own life, even though that can be that little blessing and curse of overwhelming, but it's also so exciting and beautiful that I can have that freedom. And I do feel like I am tapping into this yoga background that feels very like healing. And I, yeah, like I am struggling to say, I feel like I'm helping people, but like, that's really what I've always wanted to do. And I do feel like I've found the, you know, outlet in which I'm doing that. So that's really cool. And I totally feel like you're doing that. Sorry to interrupt you, but I totally feel like you're doing that, by the way. You know, and, and like I was talking about before, the 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 actual photos are one thing, but how you're making people feel in those shoots, right? And then they do have that photo then to go take and remind themselves, you know, like, oh, I am confident, you know, like, I, oh, I am a badass, you know, all that. I think that you're giving people that, which is I know you gave me that, which was a pretty awesome feeling. I really appreciate hearing that. And I'm so glad that that was your experience because that really is my mission. And it, it's like, like you said, like it is about the photos, but it, it's so much bigger than that for me. Like, especially personally, it's a challenge for me to step in front of the camera. And it's a challenge for me to let myself be fully seen in the way that I want to be seen and I really think it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to get in front of the camera. So it's it's so much more than the photos. It's like embodying all that you are, all that you want to be, like your power and truly letting yourself be seen. So I feel so grateful that I get to do that as a living. And 
let women like communicate with these visuals. It is pretty cool. Also, like you talked about before, obviously there's the being able to do what you're passionate about and have that impact on women, but also to own your own schedule and decide which shoots you're going to take. And and I'm sure you're getting to be able to do more and more of that as you grow and grow, you know, really getting to choose, okay, I do want to take this shoot or, Hey, maybe this one isn't actually going to work out or, or whatever. It is so nice to have that freedom, huh? Yeah. It's so cool. And like, that's actually, it's funny. I just had this little reflective moment as you were speaking. I'm now at a place where I'll still get inquiries from women asking if I'll do their engagements or their maternity or their holiday photos. And while I I just picture my younger self and earlier in my business where I would have just like on a Sunday at 9 p.m. been like, yes, like, yes, I say yes, you know, we're ready, let's do this. And now I'm at a point where I can say, I actually don't offer wedding photography. I'm going to refer you to these four badass wedding photographers. And that's a really cool feeling too, to just be able to like, I don't know. Yeah. Own what I do and call in my creative colleagues to have them own what they do the best. So yeah, it's, it's a really special feeling for sure. I mean, it all plays into like the work-life balance piece of things too, you know, and being at a place, I feel like this even relates to like the contract piece of things as well, but get being at a place where you feel comfortable and confident enough to not like put your foot down. It's not that extreme, but kind of like, you know, I'm not going to get on my phone at nine, 9 PM on a Sunday and respond to messages, but you have been a little bit vocal on vocal in a good way. I did not mean that in a bad way at all, but on social media about, about your work-life balance a little bit. And just some of the maybe intentions that you had set out for yourself in January that maybe didn't go as planned or as perfectly as you would have liked. And so yeah, I was wondering a little bit if you could just expand on that and and what you have, like how you have found that balance for yourself. Yeah, I mean, to keep it so real, I am always looking for that balance. And sometimes I try not even to use the balance for the word balance for myself. I try to use the word flow just because that resonates with me more. But because balance, I tend to fall out of a lot. So <laughs> to keep it on a more positive note, I'm like, I got to just find my flow where it's like, you know, when you're just flowing and things are going and you're not, you know, there's no resistance. It's just, yeah, you're living in alignment. So on social media, I try to keep it really real. And I have a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to social media, because I definitely feel the side effect, the not so pleasant side effects of comparison and imposter syndrome and anxiety. And I mean, honestly, even a little bit of depression. And so with that post that I know you're referencing, I, I left my winter break, I was in bend, I was like, playing, I was snowboarding, I was like, I was resting and restoring. And I gained this clarity about what I wanted to bring into the new year. And some might call it resolutions, I call it intentions. But I came in so hot and I was doing all my things and I was drinking my water and I was journaling. And then life happened about two weeks into January and I started eating all the sugar, all the coffee, you know, all the things that like for me just trigger my system in a not so pleasant way. I just kind of felt like I wanted to own that because I had a day where I was so sad 
that just overnight I could lose everything I said I wanted to release or bring in. So on that post, I was like, I'm going to be real. Like it's all out the window and like who else is experiencing this? And like, also how can I move forward with grace and actually not beat myself up and bully myself and kind of find that new flow that I'm going to keep going with in 2023. So to answer the question, I think it's a lot of listening to your body and intuition and trial and error, and then giving yourself grace when like your plan goes out the window. I'm going to guess too, by posting that you found that you weren't alone in that, you know, I'm going to guess that there was a lot of people who were in similar situations and maybe they did have these intentions for themselves in January and, and it just didn't go as planned. But like you said, that's life. And I actually love the flow analogy versus balance. I've been finding that a lot with myself lately too, is there's something in me that's really starting to not like when all of a sudden the conversation, especially with Cora and I, cause we spend so much time together working at home together. But when all of a sudden the conversation will shift to like, Oh, we've been bad lately or, yeah, or like, I really, I don't know. Even like, I really don't even like how we've been eating lately or we got to change things around because like you said, I feel like that has this negative to it versus, Hey, that was just the flow that we were in. Like maybe we needed a little bit of a break or, you know, we were out with friends and there was beauty in that, even if it means it wasn't the most healthy meal or, or whatever. And, but then the flow is, Hey, let's, let's really eat healthy this week or, or something along those lines versus, Oh, we ate really unhealthy last week. You know, it does feel like there's a very big mental difference. Definitely. It's like, what is going to come from us just bullying ourselves? And, you know, like to your point of saying that was so bad or, you know, oh, if we go in there, it's going to be trouble. It's like, or maybe it's actually going to be really joyful to go in that donut shop. So (laughs) yeah, I think language is just everything. Exactly. All right. Well, last question I have for you, and then we have our rapid fire round. So I guess a couple more questions, but last big question is what exciting things do you have coming up? Do you have any exciting things coming up? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I am a manifester. And so that's on the human design scale. So I'm a manifester. I create, I come up with a lot of ideas. So I have a lot of big ideas for 2023. I without sharing them all and then having them not manifest, you know, who knows if they will or won't. But one thing I'm really excited about is in April, I'm going to be offering mini sessions. So my usual packages are half day and full day brand shoots. These mini sessions are 30 minutes long. They are also a rapid fire type environment. So that's really exciting. And I'm looking to put out some educational courses this year for other photographers that I'm super excited about. And I'm hoping to travel more in 2023. So those are kind of my big goals that I'm comfortable speaking out loud right now. That's really exciting. Those mini sessions, I'm sure would be like almost an adrenaline rush, like 30 minutes, you know, we got to really get it in, but I'm sure you can get a ton of good shots in, in that time. I was amazed when we did our shoot, just like, what is it called when the, you, the kit, you like take like a million photos in a second or whatever, it felt like a ton. Yeah, high speed continuous is the setting and I just hold that trigger down. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, we end every episode with a rapid fire round where every answer needs to be given in one word to one sentence long. That's the goal. If you go over, it's okay, but that's the goal. I'm so (laughs) nervous. 
<laughs> if you need to take a second to think about it, it's fine. But, you know, just kind of whatever first comes to mind is, is the goal here. So I have five questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> as ready as you will be. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So number one is what is one intention you have for 2023? Community. Awesome. Number two, what is one thing that gets you excited about life? The very first thing that came to mind was nature. Okay. Awesome. Number three, what is something you believe that others may disagree with? Mm, I feel like I'm pretty woo-woo in general. Like I very much believe in the moon cycle and, and astrology. And, you know, I know that there are some that don't agree with that. So that's actually a really great answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number four, what's the best advice you have ever received? Oh gosh, ever, ever. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so nervous. I'm like sweating. Okay. Best advice I've ever received. I'm being a terrible interviewer right now, but I like have another answer in my head for you. I'm going to wait to hear yours though. Okay, I can't wait to hear yours. I think the best piece of advice I was ever given was from my mom. And she said, listen to your gut. And I, she told me that from the time I was like a five-year-old little girl. And that always plays in my head like every single day. Listen to your gut. So that's probably what I'd say. That's a great answer. My answer for you was going to be also your mom and what you were talking about before when she was like, move to the ocean. You know, it seemed like it kind of set you down that track. Your mom's obviously just an awesome woman. So I think she's a little Buddha, apparently. So. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. What is one thing someone can do today to help them towards a goal of starting their own business? One thing they can do today, I would say write a vision for yourself, like write out a big life vision, no constraints, no restrictions, no, you know, limitations, write out your dream life. And then from there, start to pull out aspects that you can create goals that you can work towards. But if it was just one thing, I'd say just like write out your dream life and or make a vision board and just like go back to that every day. I love that. Just getting it down on paper, getting some of those ideas down, even if the path ends up being super different. It's just like, it's a starting point and it's kind of the start of like manifesting everything you want to happen. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily, to all my listeners. If you enjoyed this conversation, which I'm sure you will, because it was an awesome conversation and want to learn more about Emily and the photography services she offers, you can check out both her website at www.emilyburrs.com, which I will link in the podcast description as well or her instagram page at emily.burs which is i'll just link it in the description i won't spell it out but yeah check check out her sites and see what she has to offer if you're needing any sort of photography for your business like she mentioned she is really looking to travel more this year so although she's you obviously know she does her has services in san francisco as well as bend but wherever you're at reach out to her see if that's somewhere where Maybe she wants to travel or is willing to travel. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before I give my last goodbye, like I always do on this podcast, I just want to say one more time, Emily, thank you so much for being on today and being one of our first guests, not our first guest, but one of our first guests on the Making Changes Breaking Barriers podcast. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was such a blast and I can't wait to see you in Bend soon. I know we have our summer shoot coming up. I'm excited for it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So I ask that anyone listening to this today, do a self check. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? 